Welcome back to episode 53 of the Block Runner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I am your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman. And today, we discuss how we're able to make over 150,000 mana in seven days into Central Land. All right, let's listen in. What's up, man? Dude, welcome back. It's been a week. It has, has it been so actually, it has been like four or five days. Yeah, something like that. Feels good, though. Feels good. Feel yeah. a little more refreshed and replenished, ready to go. Yeah, we've been uh, pulling all nighters pretty consistently this past uh, seven days or so. And today is February 28th. So we are eight days post DCL launch. Eight days, eh? Eight days. So um, that's significant to us in a few ways because, <clears throat> yeah, we got like a few things approaching. We got payouts and stuff approaching oh, yeah. that we got to figure out. You know, by the time this goes out, they've probably already been paid out yeah. for our creators and our land hosts and stuff like that. For sure. And then we also, you know, we asked our community whether we should host our first uh, monthly tournament this month or extend mm-hmm. it till the next, the end of March, basically. Yeah. To make it like a true month-long yeah. tournament. But they want us to do it ASAP. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of get it, you know. Yeah, so we're dealing with a little bit of, um, what would you call that issue about the emails and contact? It's like a logistical issue. Yeah. I think we explained it like uh, towards the end of the last podcast that we don't have any way to communicate with All right. Everybody who's uh, played our games, only the people who registered on our website can we actually like communicate with. Yeah. Yeah. So the issue is, is we got a bunch of ETH addresses. We have a bunch of tickets for all the players and uh, we can select a random 10 players per game. The, the issue is, is that even with the ETH address, we have no way to contact the winners and yeah. let them know that they're in the tournament. That's true. So we still have to figure that out. Um, and it, it'll have to be up to the community to decide what to do. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, if we make a decision, it's like... Yeah, know. like, ideally, when we first envisioned these monthly tournaments, like, <clears throat> we want to create, like, events within Decentraland. And yeah. recently, we've, like, just today, we saw one for the casino launch. Yeah. I forget what it was called. It has, like, a white look to it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So, it's a really big-ass casino. Decentral Games made it. Yeah. And they had, they had a host party or launch party, like, earlier today. Right. I don't know if there's any kind of footage we could show. Um... I think, are we doing that this podcast? <laughs> like bringing up footage of things or should we just talk? Well, we can, but I mean. Okay. Well, anyway, imagine this. <laughs> imagine <laughs> walking around in Decentraland. And it was actually like decently organized. Like everyone showed up in the same node just about. Yeah. So there was like a, a good 40, 50 people just anticipating the launch. So that's kind of what I have envisioned for these monthly tournaments. I want like, I want it to almost be like a spectacle, you know? Yeah. Like we're all going to agree to like meet on the same node. Which actually has its own limitations because it's capped at 50, right? It's capped at 50. And so... For like, now, at least. Yeah, you're thinking, like, if we're going to have 10 of each game, that's that's 40 people already. <laughs> so that means only 10 people are available to spectate. Yeah. Which is kind of like a bump buzzkill of what I have in mind, you know? Well... So I don't I don't know. So the the original intent was to have like a tournament, last man standing, all at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, but from a logistical logistical standpoint, it probably doesn't make sense. So instead, we might do like yeah. we select the ten winners, and they have twenty four hours to post the best score. Exactly, and kind of like a we give them like a certain amount of attempts, maybe yeah. or something like that. Maybe like three attempts, three to five, maybe even ten. Who knows? But the point is. I see that that's not a spectator event. It's not. Yeah. 
you know, the, the participants can choose any time within that 24 hour time frame to like, you know, hop on and try and, you know, get that top score. Yeah. So unless you want to sit around for 24 hours and watch this, you know, I don't think anybody would do that. Nah, <laughs> yeah. But if we could collectively get everyone to try and like, you know, play at the same time I and mean, yeah, we have like a legit event going. I want like DJ there. I want, yeah. You know, like pizza and cookies and stuff, <laughs> little virtual food, like yeah. picnics and stuff like that'd be awesome. Yeah, so. so so we're still figuring that out. Uh, we we don't know kind of what's going to happen with that. It's we have to figure it out though, and we have to do it probably. Yeah, on uh, the on the well, first, we're gonna draw like our first uh, winners on the first of March, which is like in two days. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna. I mean, you're watching this probably like after the fact, most likely. But yeah, we're gonna email blast all of our um, users on mm-hmm. MetaZone, so at least everyone gets like a notification. They're aware that within the next couple of days, the Winners will be announced. So think of it like this is a day, our, like a trial run almost. You know, this isn't how exactly how we want it to be envisioned. It's it's subject to taint change in the future. Mm-hmm. But but the the mechanics are the same. Like we're gonna use a random generator script mm-hmm. to actually select the ten winners from each game. So mm-hmm. nothing changes except like the event aspect of it. You know. Yeah, and if you played fifty times on a single game, you're you're in in the list fifty times. So that random yeah. number generator, I mean, you have an advantage. Exactly. It's, it's like if you're familiar with pull together, it's same thing. Yeah. Same mechanics, you know. Uh, so yeah, for every die, you get a ticket, and then exactly the more die you contribute, the more yeah. likely you are to take that monthly pool or whatever. Is it monthly or weekly? It's that- weekly. Weekly pool? Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. <clears throat> so, yeah. yeah same mechanics. If you want to find exactly. out more, go to pool together. It's exactly the same. Um, so, yeah. We'll we'll have to. Uh, so, if you're interested in what's going on, join our Discord. Mm-hmm. And we're we're gonna ha- we're having a public conversation about it, actually. Yeah. And I got to think about, you know, we have a decent-sized pool. And, like, the, the players are excited. They're actually, like, yeah, they're, they're around, they average around four to 500 mana each. Yeah. Except for Orb Jumper, unfortunately. So, <laughs> But we're still going to have a competition there, so I, I'm going to introduce um, some NFTs as rewards, or even our own metas we're going to give out, too, some of them. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I got a couple of houses ready to go, um, so I got to find some more gifts, you know, more more things to throw out there. Right. For sure. Right. Like I said, I want this to be a spectacle, you know? Yeah. So that's that's one of the things that we're doing, uh, the payouts to all the landowners yeah. and the payouts to the creators. So yeah. our best seller right now is Omniboard. Definitely. It's not even close. You're right. And uh, I mean. And that's something we did not create. Yeah. That, that was a community <laughs> contributor who just throw it, you know, he yeah, put, he put that out into the ether. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he was, I, I think that was like the first contributor. I think so too. And, uh, and, and as soon as he contributed it, like somebody actually bought it the next day. And this was like during the beta phase. Yeah. And I think it was Frankie that bought it. Probably. And and so now that it launched, I mean, every now and then we're getting notifications that somebody bought it. Yeah, we're noticing that they pretty much become like ne- like necessary bundles with like any other meta yeah, purchase. That's true. For so, one, because they, it adds like a, a second layer of potential revenue stream for these uh, landowners. So that's right. not only do they have a game being hosted on their land, now they have advertisement space essentially like yeah. imagine like you owned a piece of land in the real world like off the side of like an interstate high or something like that and you know what do you, yeah, you want well, as would, much you want as much shit on there as possible yeah, to like yeah. bring you money like you see it like i'll see car lots all the time and they have like a giant ass billboard in the middle of all their inventory right right so like whoever owns that land is making multiple you know income yeah so it makes sense and plus the, the game itself it, it provides some like attraction tool 
<clears throat> and so once you've attracted the players, we'll might as well advertise to them. So it makes sense. True. So, so we're, we're, but we're working out uh, right now. The Omni board is like in a primitive version. Of, yeah. Uh, you know, everything is manual. So anytime somebody wants to make a change, we'll over here has to like <laughs> manually swap out images and stuff. So we're, we're yeah. trying to streamline that and make it more, turn it into like a smart board, you know? Yeah. Smart board where the advertiser would just go and click on it. It'll be, it'll send them to the, the MetaZone site. It'd be awesome to just do the interface right within within the game and upload images, but yeah. DCL doesn't allow that yet. Not yet, but yeah. I'm, I'm pretty confident that, like, that's yeah. going to be a thing. At I'm, some point. I'm sure it will. It's I, just, yeah. I think what they're dealing with is uploading like nefarious content, which I understand. But again, like you have, we all have our views on like nefarious content and yeah. and kind of navigating that those waters. Uh, but they're trying to be careful about it. We get it. It's just for now, you have to go to the MetaZone site to upload the images. Exactly. So, so I think, I think, I mean, we're still like bouncing around how we should, you know, finalize the end product, but um, more than likely it's going to end up similar to Graffiti Wall, meaning like when you interact with the board, it's going to mm. prop up some type of interface where it's going to redirect you to our MetaZone app. Yeah. And you do all the editing from there. Yeah. You know, and so each board's going to have its own unique look, just like how each graffiti wall has its own content. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's that I think is what we're going to end up doing, but we'll see. Yeah, you know? it makes the most sense to me. You know, yeah, and the other the other kind of iteration of it was interacting with the Omni when with uh, with one Omni board, you're actually could pay for access to all the Omni boards. True. The problem is, is that if you own an Omni board and you've you you have your slots filled for like let's say a local advertisement. Exactly. I don't know if you want your ads to be superseded by somebody else. Exactly. And we've seen actually some hosts they're just using the Omni board as like their own personal advertising tool. Yeah, like they just put whatever they want up there. Maybe they want to put a message of the day like hey, you know, yeah. fuck Trump or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a like a, a a multi-layered graffiti board in a way. Yeah. Like we've seen some people use it. They don't want to advertise anything. They just want to display messages, you know? Yeah. Which is totally cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, so, it's But you, you don't want their messages to get, like, wiped for, like, some tissue paper. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the fuck end up, ends up sponsoring yeah. stuff. That's true. It makes sense. So, I mean, those things we got to figure out. I mean, I would imagine if you own an Omni board and somebody's willing to pay you, like, 500 mana to supersede your images. Yeah. Like, you would consider it. <laughs> yeah, you definitely would. But that's that's the big debate and the big question in my mind is uh, the, the advertising board was like, I didn't, obviously we didn't create it, but that was one of my original ideas. Yeah, that's, real, that's, that's why what it I, was. That's why I bought my roadside estate because I imagined, yeah, this this these land closer to the center genesis was going for so much. I was like, dude, there's no way anyone's going to develop anything here. Yeah, right. What they're going to do is like, it's going to be a, the middle is just going to be a sea of ad boards yeah. <laughs> telling people to go outwards, you yeah, know, yeah. giving people coordinates and stuff. So I was like, I'm going to buy this. And, and you're pretty accurate. You go to towards the center and there's nothing there. There's nothing there, you know. And yeah. so that's what I'm saying. I don't know if initially I had the, uh, you know, the Foresight. speculation that <clears throat> um, like my parcel, since it's so expensive, I would demand a higher price for you to advertise on my board, right? Because yeah, that's true. It's, it's more expensive and you would assume there'd be more foot traffic there. It's true. But that hasn't been proven yet. There that's isn't true. more foot traffic there yet. Yeah, yeah. So, But I, I think there's a lot of value in, in manipulating an Omni board so that it affects all of them. Like if you're an advertiser, yeah. you're willing to pay because you know that there's 20 Omni boards out there. The only other, so the other side of that is literally if you're, if you're so gung ho about your ad, then you just have to individually like go upload your ad. Or maybe disconnect it, disconnect it from the network. Think about that. 
Like you buy an Omniboard, it's automatically connected to the network, the, the network of Omniboards. And uh, if you disconnect it, then you're, you're, it's completely independent from all the ads, all the, the, the network of ads. Hmm. And so, uh, so the connected network means all Omniboards share the same images. And so if somebody wants to, wants to advertise on there and there's, it's already filled, then you just add yourself to the queue. Mm-hmm. And after the month is up, then the new picture is, is shown. Yeah, that works too. Definitely. So, I mean, you can or do maybe it that like way. Maybe some kind of Omniboard DAO will form if there's so many of them. <laughs> and then like the community votes on like, what do we want all of us to display this month? You know, and then it's like, click. Well, we got 60% consensus. It's like, we're, we're all going to display Coca-Cola this month or well, something. Well, yeah. I think I think it's really who pays the most, really. Yeah, I mean, that that's like obviously that's how the it, most favorable or ideal situation for an Omniboard owner, right? Yeah, You kind of exactly. want like a bidding war to start for your space. Yeah, and you know? th- this is this is actually very important because uh, I don't I don't remember how many Omniboards we have, but it's close to 20 or so. <laughs> and I want to say more That's like that. 20 parcels so far where the Omniboard exists. Yeah. So think of the advertising power that you can command as a collective group when somebody is trying to advertise something. Yeah. And that's on 20 parcels all scattered throughout the central land. I mean that yeah. If it grows, it's going to be a, pretty much a superpower of advertisement. Definitely. And so you would be able to command pretty good mana to exist on all the boards. So, and of course, since if if you own an, an Omni board, you want to disconnect it from the network then, and advertise whatever you want. I mean, you should be able to do that too. Yeah. But then you're not seeing the, the revenue potentially. Yeah. And, and that's another thing is like... I mean, yeah... Oh yeah, go ahead. How how much uh, like if your if your Omni board gets populated by some advertisement, like how do you share that revenue of you know with the other twenty people? Exactly, that's like, what I don't get. Yeah, that's, that's why I, I don't think, understand. I think that. every board has to have its own like. So so the way experience. that Corv was saying was that you only get paid if somebody interacts with your board and and replaces the images or adds the queue. Yeah. Because think about it, if your board is in the corner of Decentraland where nobody goes. And nobody's going to interact with it. Therefore, you don't get paid. Yeah. Because like why do you deserve equal share? Of exactly. Like, like but or, but know. if Iron Man deploys an Omni board on the right next to the uh, road, a roadside parcel, mm-hmm. right next to the plaza, he might get a lot more clicks. He might get a lot more interaction. <laughs> yeah. And therefore, he should be the one getting paid. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be real hard to kind of like, instead of like trying to track like analytics of like, you know, it, you know, foot traffic. So, so Decentraland, it's a website. So we do have access to a certain extent of traffic and we do kind of know when people walk by your parcel, mm-hmm. I believe. And so we'll, we could do that in like a, you know, super intelligent version of Omniboard. Yeah. That if you actually see, if the Omniboard actually dis- is displayed on your screen, it counts as an impression, just like a general Like ad. a website, right? Like a website, yeah. Yeah. And so if your Omniboard is shown on screen, that's an impression. And for, let's say, 100 impressions, you get, you know, part of that revenue. So eventually that's we, like a, yeah like you that's like super smart that's, version of yeah. omniboard yeah and that's that so yeah these things could definitely evolve over time for sure yeah and you kind of brought that up like uh i don't know if we ever talked about it on the podcast but we're designing our our nfts now for that's right for our metas and you you see like at the beginning of our design process we were just thinking about maybe having like like a gif of each game yeah in it's current 
version basically right 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 but you were like hold on man there's like at some point these games might actually evolve and like look like something entirely different like 10 years down the line right so you're like right well, so the nft can't just be like a today representation of that. that's right it has to be symbolic Exactly. Yeah. I don't know if you can go into a smart contract and edit smart contracts. No, con- you, you can't. can't. You can't. Yeah, see, so so what we did instead, I mean, we'll, we'll show it eventually on the podcast, but just can kind of give you an idea. Like, for the block runner, we just, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you want to bring up an image of the Tesseract, that, you know? Oh, yeah, so. Or maybe you can actually show it. Yeah, I have everything closed right now, but. Okay, give us a, a minute or so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would, I would like everyone to see like what's in progress, especially if you own one of these games. Um, because yeah, we're our main focus at the moment is is getting these NFTs out to our uh, owners, our hosts. Yeah, so I'm going to the Discord and going to the hosts. Where is it? No, it's creators, right? I believe so. Okay, so okay, here we go. Yeah, I guess we could show all the versions. Maybe maybe you guys watching this can kind of give us like a, your feedback, uh, which one you like the best. But these are like early renditions, she said. They're like low resolution, right? And when I say she, KJ Walker, shout out to KJ. Yes. She's like hooking us up with some awesome stuff. <laughs> She's like a DCL, like... Veteran. Like gangs, like straight... OG? Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize, like, she's got her hands in, like, so much shit, so many different projects. It's crazy. I don't know how she has enough time for all that. <laughs> but, so we definitely have the right person working on the job for sure. Okay, one second. We got NFTs. Here we Ooh. go. Ooh. All right, so on the screen, you're looking at the, uh, so. When what do you call this, like the prototype? Yeah, the prototype, like the first uh, draft of what the NFT is going to look like. Yeah. Um. So every NFT has a certain standard size image and it can only be no bigger than 36 megabytes. And there's all these standards. And if you go to OpenSea, you'll see that all the NFTs have like a generic look to it. It's true. Right. The only thing that makes them sort of unique instantaneously to the eyes is the image itself. Yeah. And so sometimes it's just a static image, kind of like all the wearables for uh, Decentraland. Or like a CryptoKitty, right? Or a CryptoKitty. That's a bunch of static images. Static. What do you mean by static? Like it just, doesn't, they don't do anything. They right? don't do anything. It's yeah. just a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but there's other NFTs that are GIFs. Yeah. Um, they're dynamic. Yeah, KJ showed us a bunch of examples. I didn't even realize like how crazy they can get. Yeah. <laughs> like they're actually like um, animated characters, you know, like it's, it's basically like animated artwork, like certain artists are creating. Right. So each one is unique in the sense there's only one of, uh, are you trying to find it? No, no, I'm just okay. uh, downloading the other version of it. Okay, cool. But yeah. Uh, keep going. You were explaining NFTs pretty well. So, my bad. so no, it's uh, so th- they all have standards, and you'll see here that uh, you know, that's how NFTs work. I mean, we're we're sort of like going through the through the kind of understanding phase of like everything with NFTs, and uh, we want to make sure we do this right, and you know, future proof it. Yeah, because we want this to be you know coveted. Exactly. Right? Um. So, so so here's here's what the uh, the the first GIF looks like. So we we did want to do an animated one. And yeah. so, like, this is, like, the first prototype version of it. And uh, you can kind of see, like, kind of what we're thinking. And we were talking to K.J. Walker, and we were telling her, like, we want this to be a symbolic representation of, like, for example, the Blockrunner NFT. Yeah. And so... So there's only 25 of these that are going to be minted. Right. Because there's only 25 games. So each if you own one of these NFTs, yeah. that's your ownership representation, essentially. Yeah, this, this, yeah, this token represents the ownership of that NFT. Of that Blockrunner game, yeah. And, you know, uh, once, so, and we'll get to other aspects to this as well, but once, you, if you own this NFT and you have this NFT 
along with the NFT for your land in the same wallet, then you connect that information to MetaZone. And with this, you can deploy uh, this the block runner game onto that specific land. So if in the event that you trade this NFT, you sell it on OpenSea, and some other guy, some other person who has now this, this NFT with a new piece of land, they connect that to MetaZone, and all of a sudden he's got the the block runner game on his land. Like so, on his land or like in his inventory? Well, it will be in his inventory, but as soon as he can, he he connects it to MetaZone, he'll be able to deploy it. Yeah, like he still has to go through all the, like he has to grant us permission sure, first. Like the same sure. process that everyone exactly, has to do. Exactly, exactly. But like it's, it's so, it's the ownership is swapping wallets. Yeah, and, and but yeah. the key thing here is if you don't have this NFT, you cannot deploy it. Exactly. So that's, that's that's the real value. That's the beauty of it. And that's what people wanted. They like they want that verification that you know the asset they own. There's not going to be any more of these. Yeah. There's only 25. That's what we determined to be 25. But you could easily create a meta and upload to MetaZone and just make it one of a kind if you want. Right. You know, that's that's kind of the vision we have, you know. Give that flexibility to creators and and for land hosts like they have an actual tangible asset now. I mean, I don't know if tangible is the right word. I'm not sure if tangible only qualifies to like physical things, but Yeah. Like this is a uh, Oh yeah. Let's show that. Yeah. <laughs> But the idea of the, the of the I like at the beginning I kind of like I wanted this the see through cube you know kind of like representing what what if you go to our MetaZone tower or any of our cyber towers that's kind of like our look yeah like everything is like see through and like yeah glassy <laughs> looking you yeah, know yeah so I was like that's what should be like the 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 shell the essence yeah that's that's like the shell and then within it is what you know what like whatever represents our meta and then we'll take it like another step past that <laughs> because he's like a movie nerd <laughs> never, this is uh, like, hey, what is this this is uh this is um uh avengers one of the avenger right. movies uh, yeah I, i'm probably gonna get so much flack for not knowing <laughs> what this is but okay explain to me what this is okay so this so remember in in the avengers movie there's this uh enemy called thanos Yes. And so he's got these gems that he has to collect in order to uh, wipe out half the universe. And and the reason why he wants to wipe out half the universe is because he wants to save humanity. He wants to save people by wiping half of them out because there's not enough resources for everybody. So he, his logic is that if he wipes out half half of life, that there will be an abundance of resources for everybody else. So he's like some kind of like highly evolved AI or representation of that well, maybe? No, he's he's an alien. He's uh he's like I don't know what he is. He's sort of like a god or something, okay. like Thanos. And uh, so anyway, uh, he, so one of the gems is in this Tesseract. Uh, one of the five, you said? There's well, five or six I, of them? Yeah, f- yeah, five of them. Okay. And uh, so one of them is in there. See, five, that doesn't look like a Tesseract to me. That just looks like a cube. Well, it, yeah, but it's like an energy cube. That they, it, <laughs> and it's called a Tesseract, but it's not really like the actual yeah. definition of a Tesseract. You're the one who just It's like a four-dimensional cube. That's what a real Tesseract that's is. That's what a real Tesseract a, a is. four-dimensional. So you probably can't even represent that. Like, you, you you can, like, visually, screen. but it's there's more to it than what you're seeing. That's right. And so this is, this is what a four-dimensional cube looks like. Like right? an actual but the, Tesseract. Yeah, but four-dimensional cube is actually different. Like, it's... It's harder to represent in in reality. You you'd have to have like other tools, like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and that makes sense. I mean, so so we were saying it's like okay, so let's do an NFT as a as a symbolic tool to showcase each of the games that we have and 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 everything that we're doing for for MetaZone. Mm-hmm. And so we told her is like take the idea of the walls moving and you know just show that in the center of this tesseract, and that's why exactly that's why we got this. 
And so she she did a good job of representing exactly what we were talking about. Yeah. And then I showed her the image of the Avengers Tesseract, and then she came up with this. Mm. And so this so because of the limitations of the actual GIF and NFTs is like to to make this more higher fidelity would block what you're trying to showcase. And so that's why it looks a little bit more staticky and kind well, of that's, more, that's more kind energy. Of- that's what you wanted though, right? Well, or you yeah, wanted it to be like a persistent energy field, but that would have like that would blur the Yeah, so more blur, yeah, yeah w- what I was thinking in my mind is like you would see like these this energy, but you would have like like glimpses of walls just like rotating inside. And and yeah, it, you won't be able to see it perfectly like you can this one. But I think it's probably better that it's a cleaner yeah, version. I, I think so too. But I, I I like what you're talking. Like it would be like a lot more like illumination coming from within the cube. Yeah, yeah. And the idea is like this is a token. This is the 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 source of the game is right here. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and that's what that's what to me that's what this represents. This is like a source of energy. To me, like I, I equated the because like this this shell, this cube, this tesseract is going to be persistent for all of our metas. The only thing that's yeah. going to change for every yeah exactly. continual NFT is like like the the internal. Like for Pack Runner, it's not going to be walls. It's going to be. It's Probably gonna be a, a ghost. ghost. Most likely, it's gonna be the ghost yeah. doing some stupid shit. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> we'll see what he ends up doing. Yeah. Hopefully, KJ comes up with like a really cool animation for it. Yeah. Um. But and then for, I mean, we'll figure out the rest of them. But but so to me, this like tesseract shell is kind of like almost like a pokeball representation. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> like like you know within each pokeball is like a unique Pokemon. So right. That's that's kind of like what snapped in my head whenever we started designing this thing. I was like, oh, yeah, shit, dude, we're making Pokeballs here, but that, like that's totally cubes. what this is. We're yeah. making like cube Pokeballs. Yeah, and it's it's a cube too because think about the parcels in Decentraland; they're all cubes. Yeah, it fits with the whole right. low poly square looking Minecraft yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean yeah. cubes are in right now. Yeah, they, sure. are. <laughs> they are. They're <laughs> definitely in. Lucky <laughs> cubes and squares, dude. Nobody likes round edges anymore. Yeah, they don't. Fucking a. <laughs> so, so yeah, this is the progress on the NFTs. Uh, we're almost there. Um, so if you already bought a meta, um, and like for example, the game metas, yeah, you'll be able to. We'll we'll send you these NFTs. Um, so yeah, and I'm guessing like see, I, I just recently learned like actually order of mint is actually like a valuable yeah property to these NFTs apparently. Like I have like a one of ten mask. Yeah, everyone's telling me that means I have the most valuable of the ten, and I have a ten of ten. <laughs> goggle that means you got shit to yeah. <laughs> like you, got the, you got the worst goggle you can get well i got Apparently. the last one minted so i mean to, See, me, to you that might mean yeah something. exactly A 10 of 10 exactly so it's complete well, there you go yeah. See, it's, it's subjective but i'm being told by multiple community members that yeah nah, it's, it's bullshit it's number one completely is subjective like, but no yeah but i no. mean it's comp- i mean it's just <laughs> Somebody's willing to pay you more for a one of ten. Some collect- I mean, that's that's what it is. Like in, in like an actual collector's mindset, like yeah. the, the first edition is always the yeah, best. Yeah, for sure, that makes sense. So, I mean, so it's for- the case with a, a lot of things like basketball cards and exactly Pokemon cards. I mean, but I mean, those are actually printed out. Yeah, you know, these are like minted all at once. I think. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. We're, sure. we're about to find that out. Yeah, actually. we are. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta find out how these things are actually created. Yeah, and then actually create them. But what I'm saying is. I guess we're going to have to assign like, you know, NFTs based on yeah. when you bought them essentially. Yeah. Like if you're sure. the second person to buy Blockrunner, you're going to get 2 out of 25. That's true. Right? Yeah. You yeah. can't just randomize it like Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's for sure. If you're the first one to buy something, you're going to get the first mint. But unfortunately, you know, all the first ones are in my possession. Oh, that's true. <laughs> They're all in my tower, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I get number 1 of all of these, dude. Oh shit, <laughs> I forgot about that, dude. 
but I mean, see, I was thinking about that the other day. It's like, yeah, I feel kind of bad. Like that. I get no, out. I mean, you took a risk. Sure. I mean, we all did. We all took a risk. Hey, I was thinking of like, should I put these on the market whenever we get these or no? Shit, I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know, I don't, dude. I, dude, they're like freaking treasures, man. They're like babies. I can't let them go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's the order of operations in, in terms of history. Like, that's yeah. what happened, right? This is like a representation of history in NFT form. And yeah, and I'm out of freaking space in my land. So most likely, Oscar, he's thinking about creating a new game. Most likely, I won't even get it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For so sure. Whoever is first in line will that's probably true. actually get that number one. That's so. true. That's true. From now on, you guys, you know. You guys will get the number ones. Yeah. <laughs> but damn, that's true, man. You got like the four gems right there. I got the first four Genesis metas, dude. The yeah. Genesis. Yeah, we'll call them Genesis metas. Yeah. That's what we'll call them. Dang. I got them all, motherfuckers. <laughs> but Dang, that has implications. I mean, the tower has like the all one of one, uh, one of 25s. Apparently, to me, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. I didn't really think about this until now. Oh, well, yeah. That's You've been what thinking I do. That's how you don't I've even sleep because <laughs> I've been thinking about this for a while, dude. It's like yeah, because yeah, we got to be fair, you know. Yeah, about everything. But well, this is exciting shit. I actually like. Oh, so yeah, I guess uh, people watching this, we just showed you two versions. Oscar actually likes the one on the left, the cleaner one. Yeah, he doesn't so much like the plasma field or whatever that is. Yeah, I guess because you know it clutters it up. But I actually like the plasma field. You know, I it, think it, it gives it like even more pizzazz. This this could be just a representation of what she was wanting to do. Yeah, and, I'm sure and not the final, final exactly product. But what do you think about the purple floor? Should that be like removed? Um, because you see how like goes well, out of the edges. What about the, this one? Same it's thing. Like, it's like a white floor. Yeah. So I, th I think it's just like an animation tool to kind of like guide the animation. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if that's like intent or. But what do you think? Like, would it be better if it wasn't there? Um. It's hard to say. I mean, it would look like walls just, like, moving. I think the floor makes sense, I think. Okay, interesting. Yeah, me personally, I would kind of like to do without the floors, but... And and I'm assuming that the, the floor is actually going to turn with the cube. It's just... This is just, like, a rough draft. I don't know. Yeah. But, but yeah, so that's that's the progress on the NFTs. So, I guess, like, uh, how can we do this? Get, like, a tally. Um, um, so, clean versus energy. Yeah. Yeah, so... How can we do? I guess just put, go, put one in the comment if you like um, well, the clean just, version. Yeah, just say that you want you prefer the clean version or the energy version. Yeah, just put clean or energy like yeah. in your comment somewhere. Yeah, we'd appreciate the feedback. So that's that. <coughs> um, so we've actually had uh, you know a bunch of stuff happen this week, of course. Um, so we came out. Man, how do how do we how do we go through this like flow? So the we we came out with this uh, this podcast and uh, we titled it. How to earn fifty thousand mana in five days in Decentraland? Yeah, and that was the last one we did. That was the last one we did, and then um, it got a lot of buzz. So it got so much buzz that we, in one day, like twelve hours after publishing that video, we got like one hundred thirty thousand mana in purchases. Yeah, on MetaZone. Yeah, I think I think we did a pretty good job of conveying like the significance of what we're creating. Yeah. But just simply by comparing it to what's our what's currently existing in in the metaverse, you know, like what your options are. Like we talked yeah. about this last time, you could either purchase the static NFT that I mean, it, it gives you a little bit of flexing ability within the world, or you could like spend relatively similar amounts of mana. Yeah, for an actual like investment that you know, it's not like a money printing machine by any means, but right. it's, it's it can be yeah, <laughs> if you actually yeah. do your work. That's true. You know? I mean, think about it. Um, 
So you you could print money by generating new games or new metas and oh hell for a creator yeah you can yeah, make this, some mad money printing machines you know that that's the one thing we're missing is like that's the thing is we like, need some creators to like exactly. take notice of that it's there's a lack of content yeah on Decentraland it's just it's that just, simple it, it doesn't have to be as like complex as like a video game experience yeah. it could be literally like you make a unique like robot that just kind of like roams somebody's parcel yeah. And you it has some kind of animation, cool animation to it. And yeah. you put it on MetaZone for a couple thousand mana, dude. And you put like a hundred available. Yeah. People are going to buy those yes, like they will. hotcakes, dude. Yes, they will. <laughs> I can almost get, I want one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We're getting tons of requests for people to create. I mean, Oscar only has like so much so hands. Much, yeah. So many. <laughs> yeah. So many hands. So many fingers. <laughs> exactly. You can't just like pump these out like freaking. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and so, I mean, he's he's getting requests to make more games. Yeah. Right. So one He's, of the, the requests are so like serious that they're actually willing to stake like before they're even developed that's right i think he's got like five people like willing and ready to go they're gonna have to bid amongst each other like who's gonna like draw straws who got number <laughs> one who gets number two you know yeah what I mean? yeah so so Crazy. yeah so uh I, I think the next game that we're gonna make is a, is like a zombie shooter yeah but oscar was inspired by the the cowboy one the infinity engines mm -hmm. game yeah I mean, I mean Oscar, we all were. Yeah, was, Oscar's made a bunch of games for the Android market, and that yeah. the zombie game is just a 3D version of another game that he's made before. Yeah, he had like an ant-killing game called That's Bug right. Zap. That's, That's basically right. like a tower defense game against bugs. That's right. I used to actually play that game when I was in college, like on the bus <laughs> rides and stuff. Yeah, I was playing the fuck out of that game. Yeah. So he has definitely like the ability to execute on that, no problem. Yep. Um, whether but the artwork is a different thing. I don't know. I mean, we're not so artists over here. <laughs> we'll probably get KJ to exactly to help us with that too, because yeah, I mean that that's a that's an art heavy game. Exactly. Yeah, but it's it'll probably be worth it. You know. Yeah, for sure. We'll be worth it on our end and worth it for like a potential host because you know it's, it's something new, something new, yeah, something fun, something exciting, and it, it's gonna have the exact same. Most likely, will have the same pop mechanics as the other ones, you know. Right, right. So cool stuff. So yeah, so that's the game. Um, and and then uh, Maddie came out with his video. Yeah. So I've been chatting with Maddie uh, on and off here and giving him updates on everything, and uh, he he was he was commenting on our video too on talking about how we were you know discussing our thoughts on the builder. Yeah. What did he say? So uh, he essentially agrees, but I think for the most part, there's 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 been a good group of people who believe that the builders have some use to it. I I I agree. Yeah. Especially um um I one, one of the district leaders joined our Discord and kind of like emphasized like you know the builder is not. I mean, you could use the builder and also integrate the SDK with it, right? Well, the the way that the the way that it works is that you use the SDK and you use assets from the builder. Yeah. Right. So it's not the other way around where that, you. Oh, I see. You build a scene and then all of a sudden make that a smarter scene with the SDK. Like it's So you're just using like the visuals of the builder, like yeah. the, the 3D models essentially, yeah. Yeah. which is beneficial to like there's developers out there that have coding skills, but they don't have art skills. So I yeah. guess that can help them. That's true. So there is some benefit. There's some, but but your big thing is like, should that be the focus? Like, yeah, should that be the focus? And my thing is, no, it's definitely not. Yeah, it should be a platform for developers. And because think about it, if you have if you have the uh, the general population make a bunch of builder stuff, there's there's no incentive to visit those parcels. There just there isn't. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, you have a you built a house and you put your NFT picture frame on there, mm -hmm. but. You go there once, you don't come back. True. It's like a zoo. You go there True. to one time, and you don't go back to the zoo unless you have to. 
essentially. Oh, like you have like another kid and he's like, yeah. okay, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like z- kid number two is like zoo visit number two. Right, exactly. Yeah, I get you. So what um, you want is like a like a, a freaking Disney World experience. Like, dude, I want to go back every year because yeah. it's like freaking popping over there. Yeah, exactly. There's always like something new to do in Disney World. You yeah. Know what I mean, that's what we got to aim for, like actual attraction, you know? Yeah, and, and I would think that with the developer community, they would come up with new stuff to put up. I mean, like, for example, look at Oscar. He came out with four games. Now he's about to, he's about to work on the fifth one. And, like, it's just new content being generated because people want it and they're, they're willing to pay for it. True I mean, that. That's, that's the economy. That's what happens when you have, like, market forces dictating where things go. Yeah. And uh, right. so, so I think if, if Decentraland, the community also focuses on, you know, bringing in developers, making it easier for them, uh, enabling think, new ways to interact with Decentraland, like yeah. tweeting out from Decentraland, yeah. streaming video. I mean, those are little things that first they can get added down the line for, for sure. sure. But I, I mean, from what we heard from Maddie, he came into our channel and he's like, I mean, I don't think it's been announced yet, but he caught like a glimpse of a conversation about how a client is yeah. on the way. Yeah, that's right. That happened last night. Yeah. So, I mean, breaking news. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <To> whoever's <laughs> watching. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's something we've been wanting. You know, everybody, I think the launch like kind of proved like that's a need. Yeah. This thing, I don't think you could just keep on making these like small incremental changes for the web browser version of it. I think if you just roll out a client and they said it themselves, it's not that difficult to do. Yeah. It, like that's 80% done. Yeah, I think that's exactly what he said. Yeah. It's like we're already 80% there, so we're just going to do it. It's going to make things streamlined, like way Yeah, so better. so creating a client means that the application has access to the hardware of your computer. Exactly, so the which more, is going to be awesome for me because I have a super rig. You have a rig, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the experience is going to be much better, less lag, mm-hmm. uh, more uh, higher fidelity kind of like experience. Yeah. Um, I would imagine the scores of all the games are going to go up with the client. Yeah. Because less lag. And I, this probably like opens up a potential window for like VR developers maybe. That's true. What do you think? Yeah. No, I totally just agree. just throwing that on my ass. I don't even know if that's true. No, that's true <laughs> because you have access to the hardware. Now you could start like creating some kind of VR realm yeah. or something. And then not like only that, you're, so you have a bunch of limitations with creating VR. So there's the power of the computer and then the limitations in a scene. So those are your limitations when creating a VR experience. Okay. So should be interesting. Like imagine <laughs> VR and like block render or orb jumper. That's I yeah. That's I've always imagined. But the crazy thing is or like the games like runner. yeah, all the games by accident are like VR friendly. Yeah, that's right. Like, but the pro- you know you also got to be pretty fit to like play. It. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't know if you have to like literally jump. For yeah, that's true. Block you runner. can't. You, you can't, can just press I a mean, button, but yeah, I'm trying. I have an Oculus. I'm trying to think. Yeah, like, like, just, like there's a boxing game you know, on my Oculus Rift, and like to actually crouch, you actually you have actually to get have down to, there, dude. You have to crouch, yeah. Yeah. So we can make a dynamic block runner where you have to actually crouch. Yeah, like under a wall that's yeah. coming. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying, man. That yeah. is not easy. Yeah, man. it's not. It's All of not. a sudden, it turns into like we fit. We fit this <laughs> over here, dude. Like people are gonna become like super fit playing our games. Which right. I don't know if that's good or bad, cause you know. Well, you get fatigued uh, now, dude. That's yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll make like a fitness version of the games for like actual fit competitors and they'll just turn yeah. into like a ninja warrior type thing. <laughs> and then we'll have like a lazy mode, <laughs> you know, just so everyone can play. So I'm assuming they're going to support a client and then they're also still going to support like the web version for like the casual players who yeah. just don't want to like hop into a game and like see what's going on. Yeah, man. These that are would all be these smart. That would be smart. Like hardcore players get the client and then like the casual players are in just a website. But then it would be bad for like, like um 
obviously for the client players, you're going to score higher most likely because you won't be exposed to lag. Yeah, but if if you're going to be like, you know, trying to compete, which is why you're playing, I mean, get the client. I mean, it's not it's not going to cost anything. It's true. So yeah, I guess. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, uh, so Maddie was talking about us uh, probably collect. I think it was collectively earning about 150,000 mana. Um, it's it's accurate. Uh, it's you know with all like you know hours counted, it's closer to like 180 or something like that. So I mean, it just proves the point that there's there's a need out there. I think MetaZone solves that need. It still needs a lot of work. Yeah. And uh, and one of the things that uh, people were sharing with us is that there are investors looking for companies being built on, like, one specifically Decentraland and another one focusing on NFTs. So that's, like, another thing that we're going to um, look look into it and uh, kind of see what, what they say. Yeah. I mean, if... Well, because, <laughs> like, the ones that we've seen, like, their mission statement is pretty clear, like, that their goal is to invest in projects that are focused on you know the the betterment of the central land ecosystem or the platform like yeah that's what their goal they were trying to find projects that to invest in so right i feel like we check a lot of those check marks yeah you know that's literally to what we're doing least. here yeah, yeah. yeah we're trying our best and, and yeah we're running we luckily we we've generated some somehow we've generated some kind of like loyalty from our followers that mm-hmm. like a lot of them are approaching us and they're, they're just like they're like take me like they're literally just like giving themselves up like they want to help in any way possible yeah i think it's because like they're they're cognizant enough to understand like you know if this platform succeeds like it's gonna have a huge benefit to decentraland overall because everyone wants to see this thing succeed because it's just badass yeah for sure it's well you know right now it's not so badass (laughs) it can be everyone everyone has like dreams in their mind and their brain right now that everyone's you know not able to sleep because they're thinking of like what the future of decentraland can be mm-hmm. yeah so that's why like we're fortunate we've had some contributors lastroom in particular that's right he was like our first metazone subscriber dude that's true the very first <laughs> I, I don't even know how the f he found us he must have like just watched one of our podcasts or something i don't know yeah but he found us early on <laughs> he's maintained like interest with us and now he's actually like he's a part, part of the team part of the team yeah so yeah. Lastroom focuses on uh, smart contracts. And so <laughs> obviously in, in the blockchain, you know, one of the main things well, in the blockchain industry, one of the main things that we want to accomplish is to make sure no one has to trust us. Yeah. Especially with payments especially, and yeah. and deployments and basically anything that we uh, we want to make sure that the, the community does not have to trust us. And that's the point of blockchain. That's the point of everything that we're doing with Decentraland. Yep. That's what Decentraland is doing. They're decentralizing everything. Agreed. And so part of that um, goal is to make everything into smart contracts, yeah. uh, at least the things that make sense. Yeah. And um, so he's he's helping us with that. He's helped us before uh, on a lot of stuff with them at MetaZone as mm-hmm. well. And so he's he's joined the team and he's going to be helping us like kind of organize like all the work that we need to do as far as smart contracts go. Yeah. So um, so we've been we've been pretty pretty busy. But yeah, the the, and, the and reason I brought that up is because you know, luckily enough, like he he wants to contribute mm-hmm. like traditionally like if somebody's writing these smart contracts and stuff you gotta like pay them for their work and time right? that's right and from my little bit of google investigation <laughs> dude that is not a cheap penny dude like <laughs> these, these fucking smart contract developers demand some ridiculous compensation yeah man i yeah. guess because there's like not that many of them that are like competent at what they're doing yeah which makes sense but yeah so and, early and, and so stuff. let's let's talk about one example of what this means 
So we've um, so once Decentraland launched, we had a bunch of winners for the daily pots. Remember that? Yeah. And there was a huge delay in paying out the winners just because shit went, you know, shit hit the fan. True. So um, once we got our shit together, we uh, we paid everybody out and and we doubled the payment for those that were waiting. Yeah, because I felt bad. I was like, Dude, yeah, and, like, and it was you know? I Man out of his own pocket who yeah. paid everybody, you know, yeah. double what they want. Yeah. So if you're wondering why, like, you got your money from two separate addresses, yeah. that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. One from our medicine address and one from my personal address. Yeah. And so with a smart contract, uh, you if you're a winner and you're a consistent winner. You would have um, on your MetaZone account a a basically an account that accrues mana for every win, and so if you want right. to receive that payout, then you go to your account and you click on the button that says payout. Exactly. And uh, you would have to pay for the um, the gas fee to receive that payment, or you can just wait till it gets to like 500 mana, or wait till you re- you want to receive the funds. Yeah, you just keep stacking it up, dude. Who yeah. cares? You, like, if you don't want to cash out, you want to hodl it too, because right now yeah. mana's five cents. Yeah. I mean, let's be real, dude. At some point, like this altcoin market's gonna boom, like it has in the past. And yeah. Then, the last time like you literally couldn't miss every alt like 10 20 30 x you know so it could potentially happen again to mana yeah for sure so it's not a bad idea to just like hodl your mana from this point on you know and and the beauty about these smart contracts is that we're not holding that mana it's not in our wallet it's on it's on the smart contract yeah and so if you own that uh eth address that has been you know making those wins then you're the only one who can release the funds yeah. And so if any winner out there who wants to get their payment, they're going to have to create a MetaZone account and register their ETH address so they can unlock their funds. Yep. And so that takes a huge load off of our backs because now it's completely automated and those winners who want to receive the funds, they just go to MetaZone and that's it. So so that that's one of the main benefits for the smart contracts, uh, you know, from our perspective, but also from the player's perspective. Definitely. And the exact same method will go for all the creators in MetaZone and all the landowners yep. in MetaZone. Mm-hmm. So um, all this is going to be governed by smart contracts. And thanks to Lastrum, that is an actual a reality that's going to be happening. Yeah. Yeah. He explained all this to us on the our phone conversation we had today. Yeah. And it's right. like, dude, we got to bring him on board, man. Yeah, it's a slam dunk. He's too fucking valuable of a human <laughs> being, dude. Yeah. And, if he, he, <laughs> and he wants to fucking contribute. Like, yeah. we're not like, like trying to convince him like, bro, like, you know, you know, fuck everything else. Yeah, like, we're come not over here. Twisting his arm. Not at all, man. Yeah. And that's what I love so much. That means like, we're striking some kind of nerve where people actually want, and then Anorak too. Like he, he Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. He's the one who's like, you know, volunteered his soul basically to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But not really. He just he wants to get involved. Yeah, you know, yeah. Figure out how. To, and he's he's already done enough, like more than enough. Like I said, he's our model host. Yeah, he's out there grinding and hustling on social media and stuff like that. And I think at some point we're just gonna again. He's another valuable human being. We got to be like, hey man, just unleash Anorak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you know, like run our monthly tournaments for us, dude. Like we'll figure something for you to do, man. Like for yeah. sure, we want involvement from our community as much as possible. Yeah, and part of that is teaching everybody that you know we we have to work together to bring people to Decentraland. Like that's another thing I was going to talk about. Like you just said about how much how many metas we've sold. So now we have like a new problem. Like oh yes, meaning like yes. there might not be enough player activity to go around to all these meta hosts and that's gonna reflect poorly i mean it's not necessarily it's not our fault so that that's that's yeah so you bring up an excellent point so 
simply buying these games and hoping people are going to play them, yeah, it's not going to work. Yeah, like I said, they're not money printing machines. Like, yeah, actually, the, like work involved. Yeah, there's, there's for at least for now. I mean, yeah, if we were, if we were ten years down the line, and you could potentially buy a game ten years from now and just post it up, and all of a sudden you're making mana. It's true. Yeah, right. But just not, in not today. Exactly. In the current climate, there's a grind. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, there's certainly a grind. I mean, yeah. just specifically, just to talk about our own numbers, in the seven days we got eleven hundred transactions. That's right. And then on the eighth day, we got like 16 transactions. Mm. So so it's died significantly. Yeah, like we said, like I pretty much predicted, like once these chests are removed, like the tapering was going to happen. Yeah. Like the incentive right. was all of a sudden pulled out from a lot of people. Yeah. Like we still have our loyal players and stuff playing and stuff, you know, trying to, you know, get these monthly incentives and stuff. But that's, that's pretty much what I mean. Like our... our, our Focus is going to shift now to try and figure out ways to better improve our own like gaming ecosystem for all of our hosts. Yeah, for sure. Um, we have ideas we're spinning around, and people are proposing. Anorak proposed a good one, like actually having like host tournaments or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe, I don't, yeah, I think it was Anorak that that mentioned it that we would yeah. have hosts compete with each other, and uh, the host that performs the best maybe wins like a thousand mana or something. Something. something like, yeah. Something where the so hosts it, like kind of. Kind of like stake, stake a hundred mana. Yeah, think of a host like a Pokemon trainer or something. Yeah, or yeah. A Pokemon master. Like you know how like in Pokemon, there's like different houses of trainers. Yeah. So then, like as a host, you would select your best Pokemon master, <laughs> and like they'll all compete. And like, oh, I whoever, see. I see. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever wins, like yeah. the host. So, the so a player is like representing a, a like a, a house. Host, uh, well, I call them factions because I played WoW. Yeah. I, I want that to eventually be a, a reality. Like, each each land host, like, has, like, their own little mini community, mm-hmm. you know? And that's actually happening, for, again, for someone like Anorak because he's, he's put in the time and the money. Dude, that's a good idea. I mean, imagine we have a host that's, they have their own podcast, and they have their own following. Yeah, they can right? do whatever the fuck they and want. And then, so, <laughs> to support that, that podcaster. We actually have that. We have a few hosts that have yeah, their own podcast. That's podcasts. true. That's yeah. true. So in, in, in order to support that podcaster, you just go play on his land and exactly. you have potentially a chance to win a game, but you're also exactly. supporting the host. And we're, 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 we're ch- you're, you're trying to like poke at Chico Crypto. Yeah. You're trying to Hell get yeah. him to Dude. buy one of our games. Dude, he would be like the, the freaking master. The grandmaster, yeah. He would have so many people playing on his game. And Dude, then, Chico, you got to get one of these games so we can like see. Yeah, people you, listening to this, like spam the fuck out of him yeah. somehow. So yeah, man. Just tweet that, at him or something. It's it's a way for him to connect with his followers, you know, other than like, you know, yeah. at the end of all his videos, like, thanks yeah. for watching. Yeah. He right. can actually have his own land. And interact with these. And host tournaments and games and shit. And like I said, he'll be the fucking master. He'll have yeah. his own gang, his own clique within the world. Yeah. He'll, he's he's going to be ahead of everybody because he's got such a large following. So I, I think it's. I think it's that's a, the direction we have to approach. I think so, too. Like, that's, a, that's a really good idea. That's a really good idea because because yeah. that's how you support the guy directly. And and then and, and added later on that added later on that the more you um, contribute, I guess, to that faction that land hosts land hosts land or his games, whatever, the higher reputation you get with yeah. that. So it's gonna be up to the land host how they're gonna reward that reputation. Yeah. You know, I mean, in my mind, if 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 we were doing that for MetaZone Tower and like somebody like Durifier who's like grinding daily, I want to reward that guy with like reputation gains for all the games he's for all the you know investment he's putting into yeah. the, getting good at these games. Yeah, for sure. And then by doing that, I kind of like will be able to if he gets to a certain level, let's call it revered with the MetaZone Tower, my faction, 
I'll reward him by granting him access to like these unique NFTs or something like that. that we'll Dude, produce. Oh man! So you know what's happening now, right? We we mm. are gamifying. We're 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 the community is creating their own like game within like yeah. the central land. Yes. Like they're we're creating our own competition. We're creating our own like what would happen in an otherwise populated universe. Like this this would naturally occur. Like imagine we had a bunch of podcasters own these games and you know we had like our respective communities supporting each of the each of the podcasters. Like naturally this is what happens in real life anyways on YouTubers they YouTubers they they hate on each other and you have different <laughs> communities hating on each other. Yeah, little tribes, right? And, and so now these tribes are actually like playing games and competing with each other. Yeah, I could totally see it, man. I was like, dude, this this makes way too much sense. It's just like you you nailed it. It's like it's just humans being humans. Yeah, man. yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> like exactly. our brains are wired for this. That's why like these ideas are so obvious. Yeah, it's like, but we need to do something along these lines because, like I said, we have an. I don't want to say we have an abundance of hosts to kind of like discourage any future hosts <clears> from purchasing, but. We, we do only in the current climate. Yeah, is what I'm saying. So that's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, I Our see. I see what you're saying. So it's not that we have a bunch of hosts. I think we have we have enough people hosting our games compared to the people coming back to the central land. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So I worry for them because you know they've invested. They've they've taken that leap of faith with us. Like you know. Yeah. They they're they're part of the part of the click. Yeah. And you know I I want everyone to be successful and happy with their purchase. You know. Yeah. Agreed. That, that's my goal. 100%. And, and you know, ultimately, like, we need help from the community as well. Like, the, the, yeah. the Centraland community, the developers themselves, Yeah, we need their help to start galvanizing the, the correct type of intention from the development community. Yeah. Because if we do that, there, all of a sudden, there's this reason to, like, grind. Yeah. And, like, yeah. like you said, it's just, it, it becomes, like, almost like e-glory in a way. Like, yeah. I, in World of Warcraft, there was such things called, like, guild tabards. Where you, you create a guild and, and like okay. you would design like something you put over your chest to kind of like you know represent like I'm part of this clique. Yeah, yeah. So like each host could create their own tabard. Dude, you know? that's that's brilliant because now like Chico Crypto could like make a, a bunch of NFT T-shirts representing Chico, yeah. and so you you see these factions like showcasing like all their their <laughs> gear from Chico. That's actually hilarious. That I, is I, hilarious. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait to see that. Like people walking around repping their freaking colors. Yeah, <laughs> like a. Bunch <laughs> Of crips and bloods just rocking around, uh, dude, dude. That's so funny. This podcast name Block Runner works perfectly for all these scenarios. <laughs> Block Runner, what, are we all gonna start slinging dope now? Yeah. Or what? <laughs> <laughs> like, just starts is like slinging their own digital drugs. <laughs> Who the fuck knows, dude? Who knows what this turns into? Maybe uh, like one land host will be like the higher reputation, like the more drugs I'll give you. Yeah, yeah. Like fake drugs. Who knows? Damn, it's up to the land host. Right, right. But like I said, everyone has to put in the work. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Us and yeah, whoever yeah. purchases these things, it's a, it's a group effort, you know. Yeah, we may be a little bit ahead of the game, but it doesn't mean that we can like you know put a put the cruise control on. Yeah, and like just wait because it's not gonna happen, dude. It's not gonna happen unless we do something. I agree. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Anything else? Oh man, I feel like there was a bunch of stuff. I think there was a bunch of stuff. Oh yeah, we were gonna talk about the coronavirus virus. Yeah, I uh, mean. Well, before, well, we'll save that for. Well, we'll probably all be dead by the time, <laughs> the time we bring that back up. But yeah, I mean, there's like, there's tons of shit, tons of people talking about it. So I don't know if we need to add on to that pile. It's like welcome back to episode fifty five. This might be our last. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> freaking. I'll probably just be like, I don't know, dude. Are, are you worried? 
Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm starting to prepare and, like, buy gear and uh, water and food. <laughs> yeah, like, four podcasts ago, we, we showed on the podcast, like, yeah. a footage of what's going on in China, like, was basically, like, a month ago. Not even. It was probably, like, three weeks ago. And yeah. that was, like, some alarming shit. Like, yeah. that was, that was some terror for, like, these giant trucks, like, yeah, shooting all this disinfectant into the air. And, like, people, like, dropping down buckets to, like, get food and stuff. Like, damn. That was insane. And we're like, oh, man, it sucks to be them, right? (laughs) But now, all of a sudden, it's just in Japan. It's in Italy. It's in uh, Iran. Right. We got some cases now in the United States and California. Mm -hmm. So, like, basically, in my mind, this is, like, full-blown. It's it's a pandemic. Yeah. This is not something that's going to be contained easily. You know, yeah, because now we got just like contagions walking around freely when like contagions. nobody knows who the fuck they are, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it incubates for about two weeks in your body before exactly. you even feel the symptoms. Yeah, man. That's, you know, it's like you have a freaking alien inside of you, literally. Yeah. yeah. Like a microscopic devil. Like taking over. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Silent, silent killer. That's what's so crazy, dude. Nature is truly metal. Yeah. Like, it's fucking yeah, insane. It, it doesn't give a damn. Yeah, dude, we're over here just trying to freaking do something cool. And, yeah. like, nature's like, nah, nope. dog. <laughs> nah, dog. <laughs> it's like, we forgot about us. Yeah. We forgot about Mother Nature. Yeah. It's like, damn. We got to think about that, man. That's yeah. true. Yeah, you know, we were talking about this, like, from the economy standpoint. The, the stock yeah. market is down. It's uh, you, just you, down huge. It, like you saying it's worse than 2008, like, from well, a percentage-wise. No, uh, I don't know if it's worse, but it's definitely on par okay all right like this weekly this last week uh huge massive sell-off right like, and then we we talked about in the podcast too like uh you know we were kind of anticipating like stocks have had been on a 10 or 11 yeah. year bull run yeah you know the market has been looking for any reason to like cash out and sell off right that's right and this is what they call a black swan event this is like something nobody could have predicted to happen but it's the perfect excuse to like panic yeah <laughs> panic sell you know because i guess the big speculation is like you know this is having huge ramifications for like the chinese industry and like we've built like our economy now is built on like a, a supply chain model that's about like instant delivery like with amazon and shit mm-hmm. before it used to be like merchants would have to like stock up on inventory yeah and then sell it off slowly you know and then like trash the shit that expires but right. now with like ai and automation and like all this you know silicon valley techery the supply chain models we have now is like it's based on like data analytics if something sells immediately like that replacement is being shipped to you like and now that like china all of a sudden is having all these problems dude it's gonna wreck our supply chain yeah that's true that's true we kind of like created like a perfect storm for ourselves just because we really love our amazon deliveries (laughs) you know yeah i mean everything comes from china too right so yeah that's uh that right there is like a, a central point of failure yeah that's what worries me the most like yeah <clears throat> i mean the virus is kind of it's scary because people are dying but i mean we've we we have viruses already out there mm-hmm. um i'm just more worried about yeah the economic ramifications like this could, right. could catapult us into the next recession yeah that's true and ultimately like recessions are way more deadly than viruses because like people start offing themselves and because they're losing so much money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know people go crazy right but yeah, sorry to end it on such a somber note, but it's, it's something <laughs> we need to talk about, like something we, we all need to think about, you know? Yeah. There's things happening outside, you know? Yeah, we can't, we can't ignore the stuff happening outside. We can't. Like, cause it, it affects everybody. Yeah. Like if we can't, if we can't like go out and get food, that presents a problem for the podcast and <laughs> MetaZone and all that. Yeah, for real. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think we've covered everything in terms of like 
community stuff on MetaZone. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't think of anything else. So, um, so what are the what are the short term action items for us now? Um, yeah, we're get so, the pay payouts out. Like we're doing it the stupid way because we haven't smartified the yeah. process yet. Yeah. So we gotta manually figure this shit out. Um, we're aiming for the first, which is like is giving us a couple of days to get this right. And also on the first is is going to be the drawing for the uh, the first monthly winners. Yeah. We're gonna announce that. We're gonna put that all over Twitter. Uh, yeah, and we'll we'll see we'll see how we are we're gonna actually contact all these people. We're gonna try our best, I guess. Yeah, because and then at some point in the future, we're gonna have to create our own method of collecting people's email essentially, so we can contact people better. Yeah, but right now we're not there yet, so we gotta just use the tools that are available to us and figure it out. Yeah, you know? yeah. But if you played a game and you haven't registered on MetaZone yet, please do so. Mm-hmm. God damn it, this is probably gonna go off after the fact though. Oh, well. No, I mean we'll we'll try to get this out pretty soon. I mean, okay, it's yeah, it's not a whole lot of editing, so okay, cool. I think we're good. All right. So yeah, so main main goal is to get the NFTs out, um, get them like situated, get those NFTs to all the landowners. That's you. Um, and yeah, I mean that's all I can think of. Oh, right now. oh, another thing is like uh, DCL contacted us. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna be talking to um uh one of the guys from DCL um. Marketing guys, Fed, 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 Fidie, Fedi, and uh, so <laughs> we'll so we we got a lot to talk to DCL about. I think yeah, it's mainly like a bunch of requests, <laughs> yeah, uh, a bunch of like well, trying to figure out what what their goal is, what their plan is. Um, yeah, figure out their their vision, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, because I think we're seeing different. We might be like seeing different things than what they see. Maybe. But I mean they have a lot of different things to focus on, you know, yeah. as a as an organization or whatever they are. Uh yeah, we definitely need to talk about like the whole decentralized aspect of it, the the DAO and stuff. We never really got into the DAO. Yeah. We need to actually like dig deeper into what the meaning of all this is, like this DAO. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause yeah, and what does it mean for the decentralized organization? Like, what does it mean they they they, they become part of the the community? Yeah, like 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 they've launched the DAO, right? And they and then they're saying they're going to launch a client. Like, was there a vote for this? Yeah, it's a good point. That's what I'm saying. It's a good point. They're, they're still central. Maybe, they're I mean, still making centralized decisions. What? No, not necessarily. They're a community that's so they're part of the community and they're making a client. Okay. I mean, we can make our own client too. Okay. I mean. I mean, we're making the marketplace for like custom builds and and games and stuff. Okay. I mean, they're just making a client, <coughs> but they're not supposed to update like the SDK, right? Uh, well, that's a good point. I guess we got to ask them that. Maybe we <laughs> we are the ones who have to update the SDK. Uh, apparently, that's yeah. what a decentralized DAO or whatever is supposed to be all about. Like, we got to all agree. So what needs to be changed? I can I can already tell. Like, the DAO is a very <clears throat> slow process. Hundred percent. Like this is like the big experiment of blockchain. Maybe the DAO should be more like a voting mechanism, where in the sense that we're we're voting the central land, the community member, the central land, to continue updating the SDK to based on requests from the community, and that's their responsibility. Yeah. Um. That way, you know, we we make some progress with the SDK because if it's just like actually decentralized. And anybody can can go make those updates, and then it has to be pushed um, according to a community vote. Like it's just going to take too long for these updates to happen. Agreed. So, I mean, we have all kinds of questions for Decentraland. Yeah, that to me is one of the more interesting. That's what attracted me to this whole space. Is like, 
how the hell are humans gonna like figure out? <laughs> yeah, work together. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this, that's not like a human thing. Yeah, like uh, at least not yet. This is one crazy experiment, you know. Yeah, people need direction, you know. So like, there is none, no consensus on like what the direction is. Like, how do you achieve anything, you know? Yeah. So exciting so, times ahead. So are are you in agreement? Like, what's what do you think? What do you think overall needs to happen in order to bring people to the central land? Is it you, so you do agree that it's it's the SDK and creators? It's like to me, it's like uh, when a game company comes out with their console. The console only sells if there are good games, exclusive games for that console. Mm-hmm. And so the way that I look at it is, if you have the development community making games or anything for the central land in a unique way with the SDK. That's like exclusive content for Decentraland. That stuff brings people to Decentraland. And so that's why I like, that's why I, I, I'm advocating for more work on, on the SDK, more dynamic access to different things, you know, from the web. Yeah. You know, streaming, See, it's, Twitter. It's weird because Decentraland is just so broad. You can't like pinpoint like one um, like niche. Like Second Life, it was pretty much agreed upon. Like everyone who's involved in that community, like, we're trying to create a second life. Like we want realism to be the thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what on that's why people onboarded onto that platform is because like every all the developers were focused on creating this like immersive reality platform. Yeah. yeah. Or virtual reality platform without the VR. Yeah. So it worked. And then the people who were kind of like looking for that kind of escapism and that outlet, they naturally gravitated towards it. Yeah, for sure. Decentraland doesn't like there's there's like a, a probably like a group of people who want to do uh, something similar, like realistic realism. Yeah, and like a, a, a second life type escapism. But then there's like a an obvious like gaming community. There's like indie game creators yeah. are like so it's like spread. Yeah. So it's kind of like confusing, I think, to like a, a person like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. But it's, I think it's that's part of the attraction, though. Cause you no, can, I think so, too. I think because you can see all kinds of stuff like yeah. retro to realistic to, yeah. you know. That's the whole punk. idea. It's supposed to be it's like fucking wild, crazy, ridiculous land. Yeah. Like, uh, I, that's, I like that. But from a marketing standpoint, stuff like that, like, that's a tough, that's tough to, yeah. to, to like to visualize and like you know understand from like like a normie perspective but you know I, we have examples in real world like seinfeld that show was about nothing you which you have not seen damn it i man no i just don't straight up don't like that you show. don't like it oh okay well, that's yeah. different but it's you've seen it theme song like, <laughs> like I, can't, I can't handle that dude like every time uh, i heard it i just click next no dude it's yeah, good dude. nah dude i can't get past that <laughs> no it's not happening <laughs> Uh, but but the but you know what the show was about, right? No, Jerry a, Seinfeld is like a comedian, right? Yeah, yeah he's a comedian, and then but, he's just living in New York. Yeah, but the show it. was about nothing. It's yeah, like, yeah, exactly. It's it's just a guy. Yeah, and and his friends. Yeah, and talk about random stuff. Yeah, no thanks. Well, <laughs> that's what Decentraland is. Like, you can't really tell somebody is like this is what you do in Decentraland. It's more of like. It's it's a world populated by its users, and go check it out, and that's it. Yeah, and it's the, the, but that's the big. We haven't figured out figured out as a collective of developers like what to do. That's why it's so empty, you know. Well, so it's like up to the individual developers to like contribute like what they want it to be, and yeah. then once that happens, then like the casual stroller by 
yeah might like yeah. enter the world and be like oh shit there's like actually a lot to do in here yeah that's like the point where we might actually hit some kind of like critical mass or something yeah i agree like right now it's just it's not there it's just not there yet you know yeah so what do we need to do <laughs> fuck you're fine <laughs> but i know deep down inside of me man i keep i keep I, I i truly believe like at least to attract like a core population in the beginning is like you need to create some type of way for people to earn mana mm. just yeah. like 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 play to earn and that's like a, a a thing that's like a phrase in blockchain play to yeah. earn yeah meaning you come in with a zero balance you can come in and do something in the world and yeah. you're gonna leave with some cryptocurrency if we could achieve that somehow that's the beginning that's yeah. like that's like creating like an industry layer for Decentraland. I feel like. Oh, I remembered what we wanted to talk about. I think one of the things was creating a an incentive structure, which is what you're talking about, um, where you're you are earning mana. But what I was thinking was you would earn NFTs because like one See, of the I don't think that works. But go why, ahead. why is that? Just because it, it, that's like friction, man. Some people don't want to like hold these NFTs and like try and liquidate things that are like they take months to sell off and shit. Okay. We're having that problem now. Like people have all these. Well, variables. because there's a flood of NFTs exactly. of like rent just by going and opening a chest. There's a flood exactly. of NFTs. So that's a. So problem. what I'm saying is like earning these NFTs. Like the only way you can get this rare, you know, mythic token is if you're you've been leading the leaderboard for the month. Yeah. Right. That's the only way you get it. It's, yeah. It's one of ten, but only one exists because you're the first monthly leader. Yeah, that's cool as fuck. I like that. Yeah, idea. because now that is worth something. Yeah. There's all. That's the only way you get it. Uh, yeah. I mean, right now it's just like a token of like, I'm the shit, but maybe at some yeah. point you could put that on your wearables or something. Right. So, so what I was thinking was like, perhaps Decentraland can create an API for access to the NFTs that they're generating so that developers can take those APIs and create a challenge. People, you know how Decentraland sort of built a, a 48 chess, 48 challenges. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would... Uh, Take that functionality of the 48 chests and give the community that functionality. Like, and, and have them decide, you know, how difficult oh. it is. Because think about it. If yes. if a developer makes it really easy to get that NFT, okay, they got the NFT, the players get the NFT, it was easy. Mm -hmm. But you put that NFT in the market, nobody wants it. Because mm -hmm. everybody can, can earn it. Easy. Yeah, yeah. But you get a developer, like, for example, Corv, that incorporates these earned NFTs, and if you're the monthly leader or or you win the monthly pot, you get one of these rare NFTs. And that you put that on the market and see how much that goes for. Yeah. And so that's that's at least one of the ways where we can sustain some interest throughout every single month in Decentraland. That's one of the ways. And Basically, yeah, we just need to build out like a, a better economy. And incentive structure. Yeah. That's part of it for sure. And yeah. there's just overall like just good shit, I know. <laughs> Yeah, and eventually, like, we're going to have the community developing these NFT wearables as as far as that goes. Yeah, I think we're just, the more, yeah, the more we get into, like, it's just, we're just early, dude. Yeah, I think so, too. I think, like, these things will just, like, sort themselves out over time. You know, like, we've never been this early to anything before. <laughs> so, like, we see all the things that are missing, but we don't realize, like, you know, that they're coming regardless. Yeah. It's just we got to be patient, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like. But uh, you know what? I, if you don't say anything, nothing happens, well, right? So. Yeah, I agree. Well, so. hope, yeah, hopefully. But that's the thing. People have to pick up these torches, you know, and, like, yeah. run with them. Yeah. That's the big thing. That's right. That's right. But then, yeah, they have to has most people won't do that unless there's incentives, you know. Right, right. They're gonna, you know, that's just human nature. 
So, uh, yeah, that, that was the last thing. Um, so, shout out to Maddie at DCLblogger.com. Shout out to Maddie. Real Rio. Um, Lastroom. DCLplazas.com. Lastroom. KJ Walker. Anorak. Anorak. Everybody. Durify. Durify our studios. Apparently, he's like a really smart guy. He's like a Solidity developer right. and stuff like that. So, right. shit, who knows? Maybe he'll be on the team someday. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm sure he's got his own crazy shit he's working on. Yeah. He showed us like a like a some kind of metal wallet or something like that i don't know a metal wallet like for his keys i guess for his oh, okay yeah keys? yeah there, there's there's a couple of those did yeah. he make it or he was just like he bought it or what i'm not sure but he just posted some pictures of it and i was like okay this guy's serious <laughs> like this guy's like real serious about his security yeah you know no that's you should be yeah yeah you should be but yeah so anyways. yeah so i think that's uh that's it for today yeah um, we want to thank everybody for uh, kind of playing our games and joining our community and all that. Definitely. Our Discord is on fire pretty much 24-7. Yeah. And I don't know if you noticed that sometimes we're there, like, all night. Yeah, we're trying our best, too. Like, before we used to reply to, like, I mean, we still reply to probably, like, 95% of everything. But every now and then something can slip through the cracks just because there's, like, so much coming in. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, please join the, the, uh, the Discord and uh, ask us any questions. I mean, we're going to, we were try to reply to everything like I was saying. So, yeah, but um, yeah, but yeah, so we'll, we'll leave it there and uh, thank you for joining. Make sure you leave a like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter, theblockrunner.com. Yep. And then, yeah, but like you said, we got, we got Decentraland coming up and have a nice little discussion with somebody from their team. And then, yeah, then we, we got, we, were, we, we already were, had the sandbox interview. We're going to yeah, get that out pretty soon. That's true. We got two competing platforms you guys can like watch back to back and be like, who's gonna win? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll see. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, appreciate it, guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. Peace. Wash your hands. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at theblockrunner. <laughs>